welcome back to the Anime Summit Newscast. It's your host with the most, sound the bomb. What up? Dude. So like after having like a week of rain, it was like hot and sunny all week. So hot. It was so hot today. I was sweating my balls off. Sweating them off. Sweating my lady balls off. It was... It was like the Niagara Falls down there. I'm just kidding, that's fucking gross. Anyway, welcome back to the Anime Summit Ah! Welcome back to the Anime Summit Newscast, where we do the news. And I don't, um, I'm gonna do a couple things different. I don't have a lot of news this week. I have some, I have a lot of, um, upcoming anime hype reminders and some other new anime hype coming up. And I, you know what? I'm not going to do the right stuff thing anymore because I think I've done it enough. And it's not because, like, oh, well, they're not paying me, so I'm not going to do it anymore. You know, like, it's not that they were never, you know, paying me to begin with. I was just doing it because I thought, oh, man, like, you know, I, I've missed some good weekend deals and I don't want anyone else to miss them anymore, you know. But I think now I've done them enough where it's just kind of like, I don't know. I feel like people, a lot of people know about right stuff now, you know, it's just like, whatever, you know, I'm not going to do it anymore. So it just, and it always, it, you know, it always takes up a couple minutes, you know? So it's just like, I'm just going to leave it. No big deal. But just know this every weekend, there's a sale over there. You know what I mean? It just depends on which weekend, like is the good, good ones, you know? So I'm still going to mention like, if there's a really good one where shit is like 50 to 70% off, I'm still going to mention those. It just won't be every week. Speaking of sales, though, I do still want to mention that the Big in Japan sale on PS4 and PlayStation Network is still going, and they have, like, all kinds of sweet, like, JRPGs, fighting games, a bunch of Castlevania ports and everything on there. You can totally get Castlevania Symphony of the Night uh, port for, I think it was, like, a dollar? A dollar seventy-something? Yeah, it's, like, almost, like, two bucks. Friggin' awesome. Super sick. But anyway, we're going to get into the non-anime news and then we'll take a break and get into the anime news like we always do. And that will be the newscast. It is September 20th, 2019. So as you know, we're coming to the end of the year. That means Magic 2020 is going to be crazy. The 2020 uh, Modern Master Set was already out, I believe. Or the 2020 course that's already out, I believe. But they've already confirmed four sets. Magic the Gathering is what I mean. And I should have said that at the beginning. Magic the Gathering. They've already confirmed four sets for the 2020 year including mentioning the core 2021 set but the four sets they confirmed was theros beyond death ikoria land of behemoths core 2021 and zendikar rising so theros beyond death is returned to theros with the majority of the sets events taking place in the underworld of theros uh, ikoria land of the behemoth sounds like magic's take on a world filled with kaiju and then there's 2021 and zendikar rising is the third saga, the third set, uh, taking a trip back to the plane of Zendikar. And obviously this time there's no more Eldrazi there because Emrakul's on the moon uh, and things like that. So it's it's going to be really crazy. It's going to be cool. I think there's it might be like actually a prequel to before the Eldrazi were awaken because the the whole reason why zendikar was a thing to begin with was the clash of like soren and jace or some other some of the planeswalkers just clashing together the it was so powerful that it 
it went all the way to the dimension dimensional plane of Zendikar and it woke up the Eldrazi. So like maybe Zendikar rising, it's not the the word the word rising makes it sound like a prequel. So maybe it's a prequel before, you know, they were all awake and shit. So yeah, if you're into Magic the Gathering, that's fucking hype. Yuji Naka, former head of the Sonic team and lead programmer of the original Sonic the Hedgehog games for Sega, revealed on Twitter on Tuesday that he is working on an original action game at Square Enix. Naka joined Square Enix in January. So that is pretty exciting. Uh, I mean, the guy who made Sonic is at Square Enix working on an action game. That could be crazy. I'm excited to see what that is. So keep your keep that in the back of your mind. Uh, here's some game hype like reviews that I was reading earlier that I thought were worth mentioning again and just kind of just because like i want to see if you guys have played them or are are planning to get them if they're not out yet um this one is out however uh this came out last weekend uh demon x machina on the switch um a lot of people were saying that it was reminiscent kind of like of armored core and maybe not so much like the customization but like the missions and the way you fly around and and stuff like that if you've never played armored core the first armored core game was on playstation one and they had a whole other series of games spanning across uh, all the PlayStation consoles and stuff like that. And it was super, super dope. Uh, they also re- released more uh, Death Stranding and Project Resistance and Infinity Ward uh, footage. And, man, that is hype. That is hype. I'm excited for those games. Luigi's Mansion 3 is getting paid multiplayer DLC. Um I mean, some people are like, okay, well, that seems lame, right? But it's like, it's it's supposed to be like co-op compete. So it's you you buy this the, the level, or it's called the scare scraper, and it you get eight players to work together to complete objectives on each floor of a towering sca- skyscraper. Screen Park is another mode supporting eight players that sees Team Luigi competing against Team Gooigi, so the, the, the gooey Luigi, in a race to suck up the most ghosts, collect the most coins before time expires. And there's going to be more, but they have not released every detail on that multiplayer DLC yet. Uh, the Switch Lite, they, there was a, a couple of reviews I read today on the Switch Lite. $200, okay, MSRP, $100 cut over the, the standard Switch model. 5.5-inch five five, 5. 5 LCD screen, and it weighs less than a pound, a little less than a pound. I was watching one of my favorite YouTubers who actually is the one who got me back into portable collecting and retro modding and um, portable modding and things like that. That that guy's YouTube channel is called The Retro Future, and his name is Elliot, and he lives in Jersey in the UK. And he did a, a Switch light review, and he was, like, fucking excited for it because fucking um, Link's Awakening also came out uh, alongside the Switch Lite. And uh, that's that was his, that's his favorite Game Boy game. It's his, it's one of his favorite games of all time. So, like, to to get go from, you know, what he normally does, which is Game Boy, Link's Awakening, going all the way to Nintendo's latest, you know, portable console to play Link's Awakening again is, like, it just was really cool for him, and it was really cool to see that for him, too. Um, comedian Bert Kreischer. You know you guys know who this is? There's this v- clip of him called... Uh, it, it, it went viral. It was a viral on Facebook, on YouTube, everywhere. <clears throat> but Bert Kreischer is a comedian. The, it, it, this video of, of him saying this, this story went viral in 2016, and it was uh, an hour, like, comedy special. And I don't remember where it aired or anything, 
Oh, Netflix. I think he... Oh, no, that was, that's something else. He did that on Netflix. But anyway, this story was called The Russian Mafia Story, or The Machine Story, is what he said. Um, that went viral. Like, it just was all over the place. It even still continues to, like, make the rounds today. Apparently, it's such a crazy thing that people are... Uh, they 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 are making a fucking uh, movie based on the story um, where he is like a seventh year senior at Florida State and he was majoring in Russian and he became well known amongst the Russian mafia members while studying abroad and uh, his connections would accidentally lead him to be an accomplice in like a fucking robbery and it was it was just a really hilarious story the way he told it was really hilarious. And so people are saying, or not people are saying, it's actually been confirmed that they are being, is being adapted, that story by itself is being adapted to the big screen. So that's pretty funny. If you've never uh, seen that, I would just look it up. Just look up the Russian Mafia story or the Machine story, and uh, you'll find it on YouTube. The Boondocks revival lands at HBO Max. HBO, HBO Max has ordered a two-season revival of the animated series The Boondocks. I believe I said this a couple, probably a couple months ago on the newscast, but there's going to be 24 new episodes as well as all 55 episodes of the original are going to be on it uh, on the forthcoming streaming service in the fall of 2020. And it is based on Aaron Magruder's comic strips, and he is the original creator of the comic and the series as well. Um, the new series will follow the adventures of self-proclaimed civil rights legend Robert Grandad Freeman and his two rambunctious grandsons, Huey and Riley. And they, uh, I think they moved to a different different city, a different state, different city in uh, this new series. So if you're into the Boondocks, man, the Boondocks is pretty good. I, the Boondocks is, is pretty sick. I love the Boondocks. Uh, Cyber Troopers Virtual on Masterpiece Game Collection 1995-2001 for PS4 launches on November 27th. If you've never played Virtual on, you need to play it. And this is going to be a way to fucking play it. Um, it. Right now, it says that it's only being released for Japan on November 27th. It doesn't say anything much about playing like us getting that collection here in the States. Of course, I think there's other ports that y- you can find of just, like, some of the games on, like, PlayStation Network or Xbox Arcade, but I'm not sure. And don't quote me on that. But this is a collection of of uh, three games. So the three best games, including the latest Virtual on 4 and the original Virtual on that was uh, released on the Sega Saturn in 96. These, these games are fucking sick, dude. It's like... It's like uh, you know, third-person robot battles. The robots are already characterized and made. You pick one and you fight, and it's badass. You fucking love it. Uh, Lord of the Rings star Viggo Mortensen rumored to play Doctor Doom. That's right, dude, Doctor Doom. Um, Viggo Mort- it was rumored that Viggo Mortensen may enter the MCU as the infamous Doctor Doom. Mortensen is known for his role as Aragorn in the film series Lord of the Rings, and it was rumored from CosmicBookNews.com. Uh, yes. It is rumored that he will play Victor Von Doom and may he may be spawned from the new series um, Wanda WandaVision, which has Scarlet Witch and Vision or whatever. <clears throat> Speaking of the MCU, Kevin Feige confirms there is a video of Luis recapping the entire MCU. <laughs> so, like, if you've never seen Ant-Man... One of like his criminal accomplices or like his his heist buddies 
Luis, he's like this kind of uh <laughs> he like you know, he's he grew up in the projects, he's like a Mexican guy. And he the way he tells stories is really hilarious and the way they edit it and do it in the anime movies is fucking it's so fucking funny. And somebody had said, like, there were people on the internet and Reddit that were saying, like, they need to make, like, after Endgame comes out or before Endgame comes out, they need to make a video of Luis recapping the whole story of the entire, like, Infinity Saga or whatever. And apparently Kevin Feige revealed on Reddit this week that there is a fucking thing of him doing that of uh the with the guy who plays Luis which is Michael Pena. So yeah, dude. Uh <laughs> on reviving the Marvel one-shots and Luis recapping the MCU, Kevin said, "Totally agree. The best thing about the one-shots is that we got to flesh out other characters. It's tremendously exciting that we now have Disney Plus series where we get to do that on a grand scale, many characters we know and love. We did do a special shoot of Luis recapping the entire 10-year history of the MCU." for San Diego Comic-Con when we announced Michelle Pfeiffer playing Janet Van Dyne. I'm sure it's around somewhere. So I'm not sure what that means or where it's like, if they did it, like they just filmed, you know, Michael Pena just doing it at Comic-Con, like in the green room, they just did it for fun. Or if they actually made like a full on like thing of him doing it. But if you've never seen it, just, just type in, uh, Ant-Man, uh, Louis storytelling on YouTube and you can find the clips from those movies of him. Like it's really hilarious. Uh, the anime movies are hilarious to begin with. So, uh, and I love Michael Pena. Michael Pena is amazing. Marvel to end its star Wars storyline with a massive one shot. So if you don't know the star Wars comic, uh, series on Marvel, um, ending with issue number 75 this November, all the remaining narrative threads will be resolved on December, Star Wars Empire Ascendant number one, written by Charles Soule, Greg Pak, Simon Spurrier, and Ethan Sachs, and featuring lineup lineup of artistic talent, including Luke Ross and Roland Boshi. And the one-shot special issue sees Luke Skywalker, Leia Organa, and Han Solo lending the Rebel Alliance to build a new secret headquarters on Hoth, while Darth Vader continues to scour the galaxy for them. The cover on the special by Ricardo Federici is featured right here. And I'm pretty excited for that. Obviously, like, if you've never read some of these Marvel Star Wars, they're fucking amazing, dude. Their artwork is just amazing. It kind of, it just brings you back to the movies, but in a way where you can kind of take it in at your own pace, you know, because you're reading a comic, you know? And it's just fucking dope, dude. It's super sick. Professor X may be Marvel's next major villain. There's this big thing that people were talking about. A big part of the reason writer Jonathan Hickman's House of X and Powers of X series are successfully reinvigorating the world of X-Men comics is the mystery behind that all of this is ultimately leading. From the get-go, the titles have seen Xavier establish a new nation on Krakoa to unite the world's mutants and asserting themselves as a unified front against threats like the creation of Nimrod. But now... House of X number five has dropped a major indication that the story might end with Professor X becoming Marvel's next major villain. I mean, I have not read House of X. I heard it was pretty sick. But when you have Charles Xavier, you know, with this awesome helmet that's basically Cerebro that he can wear all the time, you know, he doesn't have to be at a computer. It's like a Cerebro that he wears all the time, kind of like Magneto wears his helmet. And he's walking around next to Magneto trying to establish this new nation of Krakoa. And he says to Magneto in this last panel here, over the years, man has killed millions of us and so many remain lost. 
but this is the good work, Eric. And I, I am very curious. I, if anyone is reading House of X, let me know what that noise is all about. Cause I would love to see that. Speaking of comic books though, um, Watchmen, uh, the new HBO series draws near and, you know, I, I'm not very hyped for this. I They have started revealing some of the new heroes or, or superhumans in posters, and one of them is named um, Sister Knight, played by Regina King. Uh, Regina King is, I mean, she's a badass, dude. I love Regina King. She is she's super sexy. If you don't know who she is, she uh, is an actor, and she's she also played on Everybody Hates Chris, uh, Big Bang Theory. She was in Boys in the Hood, and she's she's just really amazing. She's a great actor, um, but she plays a girl or a superhuman named Sister Knight. And I don't know, man. The 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 it just looks really weird. It looks like some cultish shit. Like you know how like the Joker clown gang started because of after the Joker's death in the comics or whatever. I don't know. It just looks dumb. I don't know. I'll I'll I mean, I'll watch it, but if it, I, I I'm a fan of the original Watchmen comic in the movie. And obviously, Doctor Manhattan plays a big role in the DC universe, and whatever. But I don't know. Disney's live-action Cruella adds Cannes Best Actress winner Emily Beecham has joined the cast. Disney's upcoming live-action One Hundred and One Dalmatians prequel, Cruella. According to Deadline, the 2019 Cannes Best Actress award winner will join previously announced stars Emma Stone, Emma Thompson, Paul Walter Hauser, and Joel Fry. Character details for everyone who are currently being kept under wraps for everyone but Stone, who will play the eponymous villain. So Emma Stone is playing Cruella uh, in the prequel. I, You know what? Cruella DeVille is, is a great villain. And a lot of villains are fucking evil, right? But we somehow inherently get more mad when the villain is harmful to dogs or animals. And that, I mean, we should be just as mad when they're killing millions of people also. But for some reasons, like when it's a dog, you know, because dogs are so fucking pure and like we don't deserve dogs and your villain's main thing is to kill them dogs. That's like, I mean, I don't really know if I want to watch a movie that like shows how she became the way she did. I don't want to feel sympathy for her. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It just feels weird. I don't want to feel sympathy for a person who like you know, grows up to want to skin animals. Like, fucking, I'm not, I don't know. This just feels weird. Remember a couple of weeks ago on the newscast when we talked about, or was it maybe the last newscast? We talked about that pixely, like, teaser they showed of a Pokemon. And I said, oh, you know what? It looks like a knight with a lance, considering that, like, it takes place in a region that is reminiscent of, like, London. You know, it looks like a knight with a lance. You know, and it's called Sword and Shield. That's exactly what it fucking was. It was um, Farfetch'd, uh, a Galar version of Farfetch'd named Surfetch'd. <laughs> and his leak has become a long lance-like weapon, and he's got a, like a shield made of uh, the, the, the leak tree's uh, leaves. And it's fucking amazing. Like, it's so fucking awesome, dude. Surfetch'd. It's like, I can see like one of those memes where it's like the Winnie the Pooh meme, you know, where it's like, you say, it's Winnie the Pooh and it says one word, but then it's like Winnie the Pooh with a top hat and a monocle, and it says the word but in a more fancy way. It's like that, right? But it's far-fetched and then sir-fetched. Fucking amazing. Um, so when I woke up this morning, you guys, like I said earlier, like I do in every newscast, it's September 20th. 
I totally forgot that this Area 51 raid thing was happening this weekend, and people have already, thousands of people have already gathered there. I've seen nothing but pictures, live videos, and news reports happening all over the area of uh, Rachel, Nevada. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Rachel. And there's one thing I even saw, too, from their local news, Rachel's local news, KTN TV, 13 Action News. It was a guy just talking, and you see a kid, Naruto, run right behind him. And it's the funniest fucking thing. And I had to talk about this for the big piece of non-news because it's just like, oh, man. You know what, man? I I don't want to make it serious because obviously it's a funny thing and we all need a little laugh you know but if people got that serious about other problems we had on this earth (laughs) like holy shit we could do so much stuff you know but i'll take it as it is and honestly this is kind of a crazy thing right because i mean even if they just make a joke out of it like which which it kind of is that have it kind of half of it is you know i mean like, they just came out with that thing about Tom DeLong from Blink-182 and the Navy confirming that the videos he was talking about were, in fact, like, real and authentic UFO videos. But then again, that also could be maybe the Navy is just lying and faking it because they want to take our attention away from the Area 51 thing. Maybe they thought they could divert people from raiding Area 51, you know. But, you know, like, what is Area 51? Okay, let's be serious, you know. And now we have, because of the fucking internet we have people literally right in the front gates i don't know man I- i'm excited maybe somebody finds out some crazy shit like that'd be crazy you know oh that's fucking weird it's fucking weird man oh anyway there's the non-anime news for you and uh and let's get into the anime news but first we're gonna take a quick break right here Boom, check that out for me, okay? And always links.animesummit.net. You can find all the Gucci stuff right there. And patreon.com slash animesummit. I put um, a patron-exclusive vlog there for everyone to see. Um, if you don't know it's there, didn't get the notification, I'm telling you right now. So if you're a patron, you can go see that vlog. It's basically just me showing you some cool stuff and talking about what I plan to do and what me and Danny and Nick plan to do with the, the Patreon. And discussing, you know what we give to our patrons and stuff like that or what we plan to anyway and also if you haven't heard I, i've mentioned this a couple times now on the on, on the recent apps and recent newscasts the project manga podcast if you've never heard of the project manga podcast they're an up-and-coming podcast that are they're super awesome dudes and they have a link tree also and you guys should check that out um they have a discord I believe it is project manga dot linktree or links dot project manga dot com or dot net. And I'm actually going to be a guest on one of their tangential tie in episodes. And that's going to come out actually after you listen to this, it'll probably already be out. Um, it comes out this weekend. So like and this comes out on Saturday. So it comes out the same day. So. So, actually, after you're done listening to this, you can go over there 
and go to their YouTube channel, go to their links. I'll put a link in the Discord, and I'll 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 have Danny uh, make a tweet about it too. And uh, and I'll put an announce. I put an announcement on our Discord already, but you guys can go and check that out. Okay. And uh, what else? I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, so go check that out. Uh, that's gonna be awesome. They're they're awesome dudes, and I was really happy that they asked me to guest on their podcast. I've guested on a couple other podcasts that were not anime related, um, but I'm happy to be asked to be a guest on another anime podcast now, which is really freaking cool. I really appreciate that. So I wanted to start with the anime news by mentioning this: the the 34 kill Annie victims that were hospitalized. Um, we recently got an update that uh, a bunch of them have taken the next biggest step to recovery. And uh, there are seven of them who are remaining in the hospital that are um, work in critical condition and they are no longer in life-threatening condition. And all 34 of them are no longer in life-threatening condition. So that's So that's amazing. That's that's awesome. So, if anyone wanted to know, uh, action time in, in mobile game will have no sex scenes. <laughs> if you've never heard of time in, in Asagi, it is like a it's a hentai based on a a an adult uh, visual novel, hentai visual novel, and there's there's coming out this new game called Action Time in. in. Um, I don't. It's like got some dance shit and fighting shit in it, but they they wanted to be a game that anybody can play and you fight demons you interact with it's also kind of a visual novel itself too you have support characters costumes weapons via gotcha system and there's not going to be any sexy sexy time in it the characters are still in their sexy outfits with their with their big jumblies and all that stuff but there's not going to be any sex scenes so they want it to be like a it's it's part of the time in a universe but they want it to be a standalone game and not go along with the adult uh, themes as they have. If you've never seen Time in Asagi, it's pretty good. Um, it gets a little hardcore. It's it's one of those hardcore hentai's where there's a lot of ahegao happening and a lot of uh, uh, a lot of jizz everywhere. But it's it's really good. It's pretty good. I, I like the animation. So here we go. Crunchyroll to stream My Hero Academia anime is fourth season. So if anyone was confused about that, because like it was weird because they were taken off like season one or they took off like season two randomly and then they took off season one randomly then they put it back but they left season three up <clears throat> crunchyroll is going to stream my hero and you can watch it on crunchyroll i do believe hulu is going to do it too so that's going to be awesome but yeah that was that was a weird one that was a weird one because they were like taking random parts off and then the thing with Funimation dissolved and whatever uh studio triggers full animated opening movie for indivisible Indivisible game unveiled. Lab Zero Games and 505 Games unveiled the full animated opening movie for their upcoming platform indiv- game, Indivisible, um, which is made by Studio Trigger and Titmouse uh, animated the video, and Hiroki Kikuda composed the music. Yo Yoshinari directed the opening sequence in North American animation studio Titmouse, who, if you don't know who Titmouse is, they've worked on Metalocalypse and Venture Brothers, provided the storyboards. Lab Zero Games revealed a clip of the video in July 2018. The game will launch digital and physically in North America on October 8th and for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC via Steam. Um, if you've never heard of Lab Zero, they're the people who made Skullgirls. So this is kind of like the the 
the game design and the game art when you're playing the game is in that kind of same nature and style. And then they had a cool animated opening that they made in partnership with Studio Trigger, which is badass. Just amazing. If you uh, want to go see it, you can go to the Indivisible's official YouTube channel or I think Lab Zero Games' official YouTube channel and uh, find it. A uh, new Fruits Basket anime gets second season in 2020. That's right, dude. Second season. It's already it premiered in summer, and it's doing pretty good. And I've, I've, I've liked it a lot so far. You're going to hear more, obviously, when we do our uh, our review. But it's, oh, man, it's good. It's real cool. I love it. It's really good. And it's going to be cool that it's getting a second season, obviously, because they want to obviously adapt the whole sh- you know manga as opposed to how they did it previously where they only went up to a certain part and animated uh, some other original parts to it young disease outburst boy re- anime reveals video and additional cast the anime will premiere in japan on october 4th so that is upcoming for the fall season the anime's five main male cast members are performing the opening song the story centers around Mizuki Hijiri, a high school girl who just transferred schools. At her new school, she has a fateful encounter with boys suffering from Chunabu, adolescent delusions of grandeur. Um, this is one that we talked about uh, a couple of newscasts ago. Um, but it actually looks like the art and animation looks pretty good. And I believe it's by, I don't even know what studio it's by. Let's see what studio it's by. It's called Young Disease Outburst Boy. Let me look, let me look, let me look. Is it based on a manga? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, shit. Oh, it doesn't say. There's, like, no... Man, this is terrible, man. People don't have the fucking fucking studios and shit. Like, how am I supposed to tell people where, like, who did it? Who who done it? Um, Psycho Shooting Stars Alpha Game Collection reveals January launch in the West. NIS America's official website for its release of City Connection Psycho Shooting Stars Alpha and Psycho Shooting Stars Bravo. Collections for the Nintendo Switch revealed on Thursday that NIS America will release Psycho Shooting Stars Alpha on January 21st in North America and January 24th in Europe. The site also streamed a new gameplay trailer for Psycho Shooting Stars Alpha. Uh, Psycho Shooting Stars, man is like a bunch of uh, top-down shooter games, and the collection is going to have Strikers 1945, Strikers 1945-2, Dragon Blaze, Soul Divide, and Zero Gunner 2. And then Bravo, the Bravo collection will include Samurai Aces Episode 1, Gun Barrack, Samurai Aces Episode 2, Episode 3, Gunbird, and Gunbird 2. Um, if you've never played these top-down shooter games or these bullet hell games, they're fucking amazing. They're fucking crazy, and I'm so glad that the Switch is getting a port for it, and it's getting a port for America. So, that's what's up. That's what's up, dog. Kabukichi Sherlock Enemies character video highlights Fuyutu Kyogoku, John H. Watson, and James Moriarty. Uh, this is that that Sherlock uh, show. That and the premise is the east side of the Shinjuku ward, the neon lit Kabuki Cho district, stretches across the center of this chaotic city where the light shines. There are also deep shadows, yet, even in the deepest darkness where evildoers lurk, the light of Detective Tenement shines. The tenement run by Mrs. Hudson has seven peculiar shady individuals. The curtains has risen on the stage on the night when a bizarre murder by Jack the Ripper has occurred. Is the suspense? No. Comedy and an indistinguishable drama is about to begin. 
uh, Sherlock Holmes, Watson, Moriarty, and some uh, Fuyuto Kyogoku, Mary Morstan, Le- Lucy Morstan, my- Michelle Belmont. These are all like characters that are from fucking Sherlock Holmes, dog. It's basically Sherlock Holmes, the anime, but takes place in Japan. It's just really weird. It's kind of weird. I'm kind of excited to see it, though, because I like Sherlock Holmes. Makoto Shinkai's Weathering with You film unveils poster for added 4DX and MX4D screenings. You know what premiere was happening this week? And a bunch of people went. I saw a bunch of you talking about it on Discord. And I heard a lot of you say that it was really amazing and that it was an amazing spectacle and it was awesome and Studio Trigger did it again. And I'm talking about, like, if we're talking about movies as a whole, though, people are talking about Weathering with You and Children of the Sea being just competitors in the animated movie genre. And Weathering with You, man, uh, Makoto Shinkai's new film just looks amazing. And Children of the Sea also looks friggin' amazing. Like, oh my god. Uh, Oda Cinnamon Nobunaga Canine Samurai TV anime reveals cast and staff. I said that exactly right. Oda Cinnamon Nobunaga. Uh, Manga revealed the anime's cast... and teaser visual um if you don't know what this is i've never heard of it until now but in the one-of-a-kind samurai general reincarnated as a canine comedy nobunaga perishes at hanoji as in history and he reincarnates in a modern day japan as a dog named cinnamon other warring states era warlords such as takeda shingen eventually join him also as dogs (laughs) oh my god and, yeah, Oru Nobunaga is like a Shiba. He's like a Shiba, and he has his big eyebrows. This dog face Johnson in the anime. It's automatically 10 out of 10. I don't give a shit. Fuck you. Fuck you guys. It's a 10 out of 10 anime. Attack on Titan Tactics. Smartphone game launches in U.S., Canada, Australia. Dina released Kayak's Attack on Titan Tactics, a tactical role-playing smartphone game for iOS and Android devices in English and in the United States and Australia. On Thursday, Crunchyroll began streaming a launch trailer for the game, they released the game in Japan in April, and the company originally announced the game in September for release this past winter. The free-to-play game based on Attack on Titan series features the voice cast of the anime with original recordings. In the tower defense game, players use weapons and set traps to defend the city and combat titans. Player can choose from more than 38 characters with unique roles, abilities, and skills to make teams. The smartphone game also features all new scenarios, alternate stories, and exclusive interact chats. That's pretty cool. I'm gonna try and download this and review this guy, review this game for you guys. See what you guys think. Maybe I'll try and do like a, a recording of it. Given Boys Love Anime gets film in 2020. Um, I've heard that Given is really good, and I only watched like the first couple episodes, and I really need to catch up on it because we're doing our review soon, and I've heard it's really good. Sen and Danny both really like it. And I, I definitely want to catch up on it for sure. And it's cool that it's getting a film in 2020, which means, like, there's more to the story after, you know, it ends. So I definitely want to catch that. A Destructive God Sits Next to Me. TV anime promo video streamed. Uh, the anime will premiere in winter 2020. The series is a Crunchyroll co-production, and the company will stream the anime. The manga follows Seri Koyuki a high school student who tries to avoid strange people because he knows he will just end up being the straight man to their antics. Enter Kabuto Hanadori, Koyuki's classmate who has Chunabu, a second-year middle school syndrome, then claims his eye patch seals his god of destruction alter ego. 
Everything about Hanadori exudes the need for a straight man to keep him in check. And sure enough, Koyuki is drawn in. So it's kind of like a slice of life, and it's like this boy who meets this other boy who might be potentially the demon god of destruction, and he has second-year middle school syndrome. That could be kind of cute. The, I love the art style. The art style looks really, really cute. And the main character, the the, the guy, Sari Koyuki, is, also looks really cute as well. I, I like this art style. This is really – it reminds me of – um, uh, what was that one? The mon the the one with the the monster girls who go to high school, and uh, there's like the vampire with the little fang, and then there was the 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 headless horseman girl. I forgot her name already, but yeah, like yeah, dude, the Dullahan. She's a Dullahan. I forgot the name of that, but that one it reminds me of that kind of. Weekly Shonen Champion reveals Baki and B Star's creator are father and daughter. B Star's creator Paru Itagaki has never shown her face publicly instead opting for a chicken mask when she appears at events or interviews. There is one thing we do know now about the elusive artist. She's the daughter of Baki manga creator Keisuke Itagaki. Their familiar, familial relationship was revealed in this year's 42nd issue of Weekly Shonen Champion magazine. The magazine includes an interview with both manga creators titled Parent and Daughter Meet Face-to-Face in Magazine. Yeah, dude, if you don't know much about Paru Itagaki, <clears throat> which I didn't know much about her until I saw this article... Um, she's, she, she's only done B stars. Um, but if you, if you look for pictures of her, there are none. There's just, it's just her wearing this huge, ridiculous chicken mask and it's hilarious. Um, which, uh, you know, I kind of understand because like, there are a lot of artists who are like that actually. Like, um, and a lot of people, they think of like Slipknot or Marshmallow or those musicians and shit like that, but they've shown their faces Nah, like, there's a lot of artists out there. They don't want their face to be put on. They don't want to be thought of when you're reading their shit. You know what I mean? So, like, there are some people who think that that's a, that can be an effect they have on when you're reading their stories and shit. And it's kind of a privacy thing, too, you know? So I can appreciate that. That's kind of cool. But, yeah, it's cool. That's It's cool that, you know, Baki's been a thing for a while, and one of his kids is also up and coming, and she's doing cool shit, too. So that's badass. Bushiroad reveals Rebirth short anime for Rebirth for You card game. Bushiroad, if you don't know who Bushiroad is, they do Vanguard. Um, they take part in the Vanguard anime also. They do White, the game Weisschwartz. They did Victory Spark and a couple of other. Uh, they're a big card game tabletop company in Japan. And they do a lot of anime stuff as well for their card games. Oh, Buddy Fight. That's another big one. Card, card fight, buddy fight or whatever. Bushy Road announced the cast and January premiere date for Rebirth, the television short anime based on its Rebirth for You trading card game. During an event on Thursday, Bushy Road announced the card game and the anime on July 18th. I have never... I've seen, like, people talk about this, because um, some of my friends on my Facebook who I've met through doing Cards in Hand, they, you know, they go to Bushy Road events all the time to compete in Weiss, and, uh... And then also my Vanguard friends who I played Vanguard with and played Weiss with. Some of them play Vanguard still. And they go to these Bushy Road events and they were talking about this new card game called Rebirth. And I didn't do much reading on it. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of curious. I'm kind of curious how it's supposed to be a bit more of a, a casual card game, I believe. But that's going to premiere in uh, January. And the Rebirth for You card game will debut with Starter Decks in March of 2020. So this anime is actually going to come out before the... The, the card game. 
No Guns Life premieres in Octo- on October 10th. This is that one I told you about where the fucking main character wakes up and his fucking head is a fucking gun. It's like a revolver fucking gun. It looks fucking badass. Looks freaking amazing. It kind of reminds me of a uh, and there's like two little like actual like human anime characters in, in front of him on this visual while he's back there like in a trench coat. It reminds me of Appleseed a little bit. Like he's like this big robotic dude like Boyeris. And then there's um, you know uh, the the girl in Appleseed like you know way shorter than him. Uh, that looks cool, man. That looks freaking sweet. Funimation streams Sword Art Online Alicization War of the Underworld We Never Learned Season 2 anime. Uh, Funimation confirmed on Wednesday that it will stream the Sword Art Online Alicization War of the Underworld and the second season of We Never Learned Bokuben anime. Uh, so that is, uh, you know, if you have a Funimation account. You know, I I think about getting a Funimation account and then I'm just like, I don't know, man. But also, Alicization is on also on Crunchyroll on Hulu, so it's like, why do I need it, you know? So I've, I've been using Hulu for a lot of anime. If you don't have Hulu, I highly recommend you get it. There's literally a bitch ton of anime on there. Not a, not a fuck ton, not a shit ton, a bitch ton of anime. A lot, a lot. Uh, Crunchyroll is also going to stream Food War Season 4 and Chihayafuru Season 3. Nick is actually catching up with Chihayafuru, um, and he told me it's really good. I should watch it. But yeah, Food Wars, dude. Ooh. Hell excited for Food Wars. Probably JC Staff's best anime, in my opinion. Hokago Saikoro Club anime cast Shun Hori and Taku Yoshiro as voice actors for the two male leads. This anime is the one I told you about where they play board games and shit. The manga centers on Aya, who moves and starts to attend an all-girls high school in Kyoto. Her first friend is her reserved classmate, Miki. After school one day, the committee chairwoman, Midori, takes them both to an analog game specialty shop called Psychoro Club, Dice Club, where they start playing a German board game without thinking. Thus begins I and Mickey's search for fun through the world of analog games. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, I'm excited. I've, I've, I've always wanted to see, like, an anime based on, like, other tabletop stuff that wasn't just, like, centered on one card game like Yu-Gi-Oh! or, or Vanguard or things like that, you know what I mean? So this might be that anime, and I'm excited to watch it. Crunchyroll adds Sorcerer Hunters, Izumo Flash of a Brave Sword, Captain Harlock, Arcadia of My Youth anime. Um, the only reason I bring this up is because of Sorcerer Hunters. Uh, Sorcerer Hunters is fucking dope. It's it, it's a little dated in terms of animation and, and probably story, but I thought it was a cool anime. While I watched it growing up. I had some of the tapes. Um, I don't think I have those ones anymore. I might have borrowed them to a homie and never got them back. But yeah, Sorcerer Hunters is fucking sick. I love it. Children of the Sea to compete at Otawa International Animation Festival. Now, we were talking about this just a second ago. Just said Children of the Sea. I'm telling you. Children of the Sea is already competing in festivals, man. Shit. Daylight Franchise gets new anime. Dude, they just got one, didn't they? Data Live 3? Yeah, yeah, that was this year. Data Live 3. It's getting another one. Data Live 4? It's going to premiere in March. Oh, okay. Well, shit. Damn, dude. They, they did Data Live and Data Live 2 and then didn't do it for like a long time. And then all of a sudden Data Live 3 came out of nowhere. Now they're already on a roll for the fourth one. That's crazy. I, you know, I've seen Data Live and Data Live 2 I, and I don't remember what happened in them. Uh, they're, they, they're probably pretty forgettable now, not, you know, now that I think about it. But, oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe I should watch them again because apparently if they're making more, there's got to be something. There's got to be something good. 
Uh, Gundam Battle Gunpla Warfare smartphone game video previews the Big Zam Battle. Uh, Bandai Namco Entertainment revealed a new promotional video for its Gundam Battle uh, smartphone game on Saturday. The video previews the game's four-player co-op multi-mission where players have to take down the Big Zam. Um, if you don't know what the Big Zam is, it's this big, huge, green thing with legs, and it doesn't have any arms. Actually, the cockpit part is like a big saucer with... It's like a big saucer with legs, and the big saucer part has so much like heavy artillery on it by itself that it just doesn't have arms for that reason. And uh, it's piloted by uh, a guy named Dozel. And it's just fucking, it's crazy. It's really huge. But um, that's really cool. I, I'm excited to play that. I haven't been playing Gunplay Warfare that much. But, you know. Weathering with you, Children of the Sea, ride your wave to premiere at LA's Animation Film Fest. So if you're in that area, I would go to that so you can watch those movies. Again, sorry to bring up them movie, those movies again, but I just had to, I forgot that I had that on there. Sword Online Alicization Lycoris producer said that the sexual assault scene will not be shown directly in the game. Um, I you know what? This is not really news. It's kind of an interest piece that I found. I, I thought it was interesting because apparently the creator, um, after it was shown in the anime in December, he went and like apologized to the voice actors for putting them through such an intense experience and remarked that the anime's depiction is more extreme than the original novels. He also explained that the use of sexual assault as a plot device came from his early influences as an author and tweeted, Nowadays, I would prefer to express catharsis through other means. If it was an absolutely necessary scene for the story, I would write it. But I would prefer to do that in a book that isn't a light novel. So, I mean, that scene was pretty crazy. Um, it, it, it really... It, it was kind of used as just a plot device to get Kirito and blonde Kirito in trouble um, because what they they violated the, what do they call it, the the apex, you know, the, the code, the codex, whatever thing. And, you know, not a lot of it, it, it I don't know, it's really weird. It, it, I, I can't really imagine what it's like. I've, I've, you know, for sexual assault victims, maybe that scene was triggering to some people. Um, for the voice actors, you know, I can't say if they, you know, it was triggering to them or not. But it seems as though the creator is just trying to be cautious of those triggers. And therefore, the game adapting that that's coming out on uh, PS4 and Xbox One and PC, you know, he doesn't want to depict that in the game. It's going to kind of like, well, I have another chance to tell this story through game, and I can choose not to depict it. I'm going to choose not to, which is kind of cool. I mean, he's just trying to be sensitive, you know what I mean? So I appreciate that. I think uh, a lot of sexual assault survivors would appreciate that too. So let's talk about this big piece, huh? Let's talk about this big thing I got going on. 22 years of Ash being a Pokemon trainer, and he finally fucking wins a regional championship. The reason why this is big news, and I'm not I'm not saying that by itself is news. The part I'm covering or saying that is big news is that CNN covered it. <laughs> like, it was on CNN. It was on uh, Fandom, Nintendo, TLDR. The Vegas Golden Knights hockey team of Las Vegas, Nevada tweeted about it. I just... <laughs> it's just fucking crazy, like... ESPN tweeted about it. Oh my god, dude. 
it's it's freaking nuts it's crazy and you know ash he he's 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 done his shit you know he's he's done his he's done his time you know and i think uh a lot of people I, what i saw was i saw a lot of people go i saw a lot of people were saying shit like well he won orange islands and he won this and he won that and you know the orange islands i don't know if i really count that that was a weird fucking thing that they did to bridge the gap between the red and blue games and the gold and silver games because it was such a while um that before those two you know there was a big gap there so there was also kind of a decent gap between uh the third and fourth gen also but you know back then it, it i don't know i don't think it counts if we're talking purely about the the regions, right? Kanto, Johto, Hoenn, Sinnoh, Unova, Kalos, and Alola. If we're talking purely about those. Then it is the first time he won. You know, uh, if you remember in Kanto, he was top sixteen, and he got like a little a little tiny trophy and a plaque for it. In Johto, he got top eight. Hoenn, he got top four or top eight Sinnoh he got top four Unova he went back down to top eight and Kalos he got top two and remember we talked I talked about this on a newscast I talked about this this was this was like like a bit ago I don't know I think we talked about it when we were still doing the news on the podcast uh but Ash Ash like he almost fucking won like he got to like he got second place and people were like really excited for him to win, and there was a bunch of people saying like, "Oh, he should have won in Kalos or whatever." Um, but like, a lot of people were also saying like, "No, he shouldn't have won in Kalos because all they did was shove Greninja down people's throats and try and make him look cool." So that was like, you know, Kalos was a terrible season, a terrible arc for Pokemon and whatever, you know. And also I want to bring this up because remember last week on the newscast, I talked about that new series they announced and how nobody knows what it really is. It's a speculation of it being like a more true anime series like Pokemon Origins where it follows the trainers red and blue, silver and gold, things like that, you know. Maybe that's why they finally had him win, you know. Um, Maybe they're going to have Ash travel to the Galar region and because there's not going to be a new it's been speculated that there's not going to be a new pokemon in the main series for a while after galar and um i'm curious i'm curious to 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 know if that means that we are about to see the the end of ash ketchum and uh you know it, it it's big it's a it's a big thing you know, maybe he's going to go on to Galar and and win. You know what I mean? That region also. Um, but obviously Pokemon Sword and Shield is not out yet. So that's crazy, man. I don't know. It, it's it's nuts, though. It's nuts, though. And, I mean, also, too, there's also the, the Frontier, the Battle. He won the Battle Frontier also. Um, but that's a whole separate, again, that's a whole separate thing. It's not the It's not the region's championship. You know what I mean? We're talking purely about the region championship, which is one of the most recognized championships uh, 
a Pokemon trainer can have. That's how you become a Pokemon master is you have to win a region championship. You know what I mean? That's how Lance became Lance. That's how Cynthia became Cynthia. That's how Lysander became Lysander, you know? And that's how Giovanni became Giovanni. I believe he, he was also a person who won the Kanto regional championships. And then he just became a dick after that. Don't quote me on that. I don't know. I've read his like fucking history before, but I don't remember if that's actually true. But, you know, I'm basically just here to say calm the fuck down. Okay? Let yeah, I'm more excited about the after. Because there's speculation on Sword and Shield being the last Pokemon main Pokemon game for a while. And they're talking about this new series that's going to follow all regions, whatever they said. And I want to know what happens next. You know, let Ash have his trophy. Everyone calm down. You know, no, no one, no one got excited when fucking Yugi won his thing in his first fucking arc ever in Yu-Gi-Oh. So fuck y'all. Anyway, I'm not actually mad, but still, fuck you. Uh, that's all the news I got for today. Hope you guys enjoy it. Um, again, I'm going to be on the Project Manga podcast. So after you go and listen to this head over there and i'll be over there and you if you watch the youtube video what they do is they do a vodcast so i'll actually be on camera which is makes me super nervous because i'm super conscious about how i look and stuff like that especially as a trans person so it's just i don't know i'm super nervous but i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it from the homies okay because i was asked to be on it and i want to honor that for sure but yeah sorry i didn't mean to get personal there i just fucking i'm nervous Sh- shut up okay I'm, I'm gonna pee my pants but yeah, no, go over there and check it out, okay? After you're done listening to this, go over and bloop over there real quick. Do an instant transmission. Pew! Just go over there. Uh, that being said, I've been Sam, and this has been the Anime Summit Newscast. <laughs>